Now on Broadway for Thursday, October 8th, 2020. I'm Broadway World's Matt Tamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, uh, we had a little bit of a, uh, a record scratch moment before the show because you sent me over an article that was released from the New York Times that I had not seen yet. So we're going to start the show with something that was not originally intended to start the show, but it is something very interesting that I, you know, I think is something we've kind of talked around quite a bit in the past. So this is uh, very interesting to see a Michael Paulson article about this topic. But before we get into that, I do want to mention that you can get every single Broadway Radio episode before it airs in our regular feed at patreon.com slash broadwayradio, broadwayradio.com slash patreon. And what's even more exciting than that is that you can sit in with James and the crew on Sundays for this week on Broadway. You can listen to it being recorded live. You can submit your questions and thoughts, um, whether that's with a special guest or just with a regular panel. That is always something that is super exciting and has been a really nice addition to this week on Broadway during the pandemic, James. Uh, Matt, I haven't told you, you know, we're going to add something new to the Patreon. Uh, oh, God. What? What? I don't know. This just sounds the way you're setting it up. Like, this is going to be bad for me. But anyway, go ahead. Well, no. What I was going to say, it's not really bad for you. It's not bad for anybody. In fact, it'll probably generate a lot of people joining Patreon for us. Um, if you join Patreon, uh, Matt will call you with some comforting words. That is not true. <laughs> James sent me. I mean, I'll do it if you want me to. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. It'll, it'll have to be a recorded message because I don't, I'm not talking to you directly. Mm, yeah. Um, but James sent me a thing. Apparently, a uh, Brooklyn pizzeria uh, is offering $1 comforting words. For $1, our delivery driver will look you straight in the eyes and tell you, quote, everything is going to be okay, and you're doing the best you can. That's really nice. A little yeah. annoyed that there's no period at the end of that sentence, but... Yeah, exactly. But we'll do that, too, on, and we'll include the period on Patreon. So. Yes. It, well, I mean, it, you have to go to the upper tier for the period. Mm. Punctuation is extra. And I think that, you know, if, if we cut into this, uh, you know, equity's going to be mad at us. Well, we are kind of radio, and that's that's part of the fight going on right yeah, now. Yeah, that's true. So uh, why don't you tell us about First Up in the News. New York Times says there's not much work for actors. Now the unions are fighting. Yes, this is a story that I mentioned at the top of the show. Michael Paulson came out with a new look at an ongoing battle between the Actors' Equity Association, which represents uh, – which is the labor union for both stage actors and – Stage managers, which is mm -hmm. a point of contention here, and SAG-AFTRA, which represents everybody who works in film, television, and radio. The issue has to do with who is the union of record when it comes to stage productions being done specifically for broadcast. Um, uh, in a lot of cases, these are being done through SAG-AFTRA contracts, and the problem is, is that those, A, are only paid daily, not weekly, as equity contracts are. They do not cover uh, stage managers, and they don't pay into the health insurance, which we have talked about earlier this week. It is a major deal. Generally, SAG-AFTRA and equity have a very congenial working relationship, and everything goes super well, but this has been a point of contention. Um, going along with part of that, James, is the fact that 
a lot of the theaters that are said that have said that they have worked with SAG after on doing their streaming broadcast of shows said the reason they did that is because they've been having difficulty coming to agreements with equity that would allow them to actually do the productions for broadcast in the first place. Um, there's a lot of blame going on on each side with equity blaming SAG after a SAG after blaming equity. However, SAG after said that they will they will step back and allow equity to handle all of these things for the duration of the pandemic. If, and only if they agree to allow all future broadcasts of stage productions to be handled under a SAG after a contract, obviously that would change the entire face of streaming and recording uh, theater productions, and I'm sure that there would have to be some sort of negotiations as to whether or not that it has to do with just plays that are put together for streaming and broadcast purposes only, or if it has to do with stage productions being captured um, that are already running. But James, this is something we've talked a lot about over the years, how equity really seems to be the ones who, well, equity and other unions seems to be the ones that are really making it difficult for theatrical productions to be recorded and streamed. And this might be kind of a way to force the issue as to how in, how to make this affordable and possible for theater companies, not just Broadway. Um, but it seems like a big mess and which isn't a surprise because everything involving the pandemic is a mess at this point. Yeah, uh, you know, I read through this article and I kept on changing sides. <laughs> I couldn't figure out. Uh, Very fair. You know, I it's it's such it it's so it's so difficult, uh, especially when you get into new technology and streaming and uh, everything else that's happening here, combined with. So many of my actor friends uh, posting on Facebook and Twitter that, you know, they're coming up one week short, two weeks short of health benefits. And mm -hmm. why are we even tying our health benefits to our our job? It, it's just nuts. Yeah, that's something that is that's applicable for not just, you know, theater artists, yeah. but mm -hmm. everybody in general. And then when you go to the fact that, I mean, stage managers are losing jobs because they aren't being covered in these deals. Uh, that would normally, uh, you know, include them if it had been done under an equity contract as opposed to a SAG after contract. So, I mean, it's it's all very complicated. I, I think that, like you said, with new technology, there has to be a way for organizations like SAG after and equity to see that there is benefit for them to find a compromise, whether that is working together, whether that is, you know, figuring out a way that um, SAG after will contribute to equities. Uh, healthcare, or they will in, they will fold stage managers in. Uh, I don't know, but it, it it just seems like it's such an obvious thing that there needs to be a solution. Yet, doesn't seem like either side really wants to give much uh, either way. Yeah, it's uh, territory. It's 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 the uh... you got to know the territory. Got to know the territory. <laughs> All right, so we got some uh, breaking streaming news. Uh, speaking of streaming things, on uh, streaming theater news on Wednesday. 
We did, James. Yesterday, we got a pair of we got news on a pair of projects that should be exciting to many different theater fans, uh, but maybe two disparate groups of theater fans. The first came from producer Jeffrey Richard, who Jeffrey Richards, who announced the next set of shows in the weekly Spotlight on Plays series. The star-studded series has added seven new special performances, including. Gore Vidal's The Best Man on October 14th, Kenneth Lonergan's This Is Our Youth on October 20th, David Mamet's Race on October 29th, another David Mamet play for some reason. Uh, actually, I know the reason. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, Boston Marriage on November 12th, a new adaptation of Uncle Vanya on, October, on November 19th, a reunion of the original Broadway cast of Donald Margulis's T Time Stands Still on December 3rd, and Robert O'Hara's Barbecue on December 10th. Now, James, all of those shows are very exciting, and we will have complete casting for each of them in the show notes, but I'm going to run through the very long list of stars that are going to be participating because I can't leave any of these people out. There are obviously some other people involved, but these are the A-list names or the bold-faced names, and there are a lot of them. Reed Burney, Matthew Broderick, Katie Fennerin, Morgan Freeman, Julie Halston, Stacey Keach, John Malkovich, Zachary Quinto, Felicia Rashad, Lee Wilkoff, Vanessa Williams, Lucas Hedges, David Allen Greer, Ed O'Neill, Richard Thomas, Patti Lapone. She's why we're getting a second mammoth mm. play, I am almost positive. Uh, Alan Cumming, Samira Wiley, Constance Wu, Ellen Burstyn, uh, Eric Bogosian, Brian, uh, Brian Darcy James, Laura Linney, Alicia Silverstone, Carrie Coon, Coleman Domingo, S. Apatha Merkerson, Laurie Metcalf, David Morris, Christine Nielsen, and that there are still more. What an absolutely amazing group of stars that they pulled together for this, James. And I hope that many of them will return to an actual Broadway stage when those theaters eventually reopen in the fall of 2028. 2028 is, I think, a little too soon. It's optimistic. It's I'm optimistic, just hoping yeah. for the best. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the other bit of streaming news that we got will be equally exciting just to a very different theater-going demographic, I imagine. TheaterWorks USA announced yesterday that they will be, they will be filming the off-Broadway children's musical We the People, colon, America Rocks! Exclamation point by Joe Iconis and making it available to stream during the last week or so of election season. It'll be filmed at the Paper Mill Playhouse without an audience and will premiere on the October 24th, 8 p.m. edition of Stars in the House. It will then be made available to schools and theaters throughout the academic year. Now, James, back in my day, we had Schoolhouse Rock. I guess kids today have Joe Iconis. I saw uh, one of my friends, I was on Facebook or Twitter, I can't remember what it was, uh, had a picture of Lynn Ahrens and begging Lynn to come back and do more Schoolhouse Rock, but start with uh, the 25th Amendment. That's good. That's good. I, I, I love the old uh, Lynn Aaron oh, yeah. Schoolhouse Rock stuff. Interplanet yeah. Janet. That's a that's a bop. Oh, you know, I'm just a bill. I mean, these are classics. I mean, I would know nothing about American history if it weren't for Schoolhouse Rock. Yeah, it's always good. Good stuff. <clears throat> All right. We have some show news. Yeah, these are I, I didn't say show and casting news, although I probably could have. But there's a lot of different types of shows being featured in here because first up, legendary lyricist Tim Rice gave an in-depth interview to Deadline and talked about everything from the future of theaters to projects that he's working on. And while we're obviously invested in the future of theaters, I want to talk about um, what he's actually doing and what he thinks some of his shows might be doing when this pandemic is over. Sir Timmy said that a Broadway revival, presumably based on the recent London Coliseum production uh, of Chess, is fairly likely once Broadway returns. They were actually 
in negotiations for that or in discussions for that when the pandemic hit. He also discusses making updates to his musical based on From Here to Eternity and then touring it in the UK and the US. He also said that the updated Aida that they had been working on uh, has been put on hold for now. And he says he doesn't know when that will be seen. That was supposed to do a tour of the US and, and Germany and then potentially uh, go to London since it's never been in London before. Uh, but that's kind of all on hold for now. So check out that entire Q&A in the show notes. We also got news that James Monroe Iglehart, Adrian Warren, Danny Burstein, Nick Walker, Leslie Margarita, Rob McClure, and Raphael Casal will lead a benefit concert of The Nightmare Before Christmas this coming Halloween night. It'll benefit the Actors Fund and the Lymphoma Research Foundation. Could uh, you know? Uh, could they get anybody with talent to do this thing? You know. Well, I mean, they only got three former Tell Me More guests, so I mean, they could have gotten a few more. I'm just saying, between James, Nick, and Rob, but and I've and, interviewed Leslie before too. So. And, uh, and James Monroe Iglehart is like first name listed above the title he's producing. Oh, is he really? I yeah. didn't realize that. Well, the, the, one of the things I, I mentioned that this has uh, one of the beneficiaries of this is the Lymphoma Research Foundation, mm-hmm. as we've talked about in the past. His wife is a lymphoma survivor. So I'm sure that this is something that is near and dear to his heart for many different reasons. One other thing that we learned about was that Norm Lewis, Lindsay Nicole Chambers, and more will lead a live immersive audio production of Dracula based on Orson Welles's radio play. That'll happen on October 30th and 31st. Details for both this and the Nightmare Before Christmas concert are available in the show notes. Okay. What do we have in feel good recommendations? All right. The first one, um, I don't know if necessarily it'll make you feel good. I guess it depends on uh, your personal stance on these things. But (laughs) The Hollywood Reporter had some exclusive first look images from the film version of The Prom. I got to tell you, they don't look great, James. Uh, Oh, really? They look very NBC live musical cheesy and cheap to me. Oh, no. Um, I don't love them. Um, there were some others that Netflix released that I liked a little bit better. There was one with uh, Ariana DeBose and um, uh, the, the the woman playing Emma. I don't remember her name. Pelman something. Um, that looked a little bit better. But some of these are really cheap and cheesy. There is one that's at Sardi's. It looks like they filmed at Sardi's maybe. Um, or something that looks like Sardis, oh. but I just, I just, I don't love it. I love the prom, but the the, the images don't look great to me. But yeah, that's... I'm looking at them. I'm I'm in the Tamanini court there. Wow, yeah. you know, it's like, wow. Uh, and, and I don't. And love, when do you I think don't... they shot these images? Well, I mean, the film's done. So yeah. th- these these are from the film. So I, I, it's I so know. odd to see group shots without anybody distancing know. you know well but, there yeah. so, there are some scenes that is that were filmed after the pandemic hit but i don't know how many there it was only like a week of filming um so i wonder if we'll be able to pick it out i mean are people going to be wearing masks I, I don't know uh but anyway our next recommendation actually comes from sarah jessica parker she wrote a very passionate op-ed in variety um that basically says we must save broadway i think so many of us think of her as a tv or movie star uh, Sarah Jessica Parker is a Broadway baby at heart, and she is a lifelong New Yorker, um, maybe not lifelong, but a, a tried and true New Yorker. And um, she speaks very passionately about the importance of saving Broadway. So check that out. And then finally, James, this is something that I saw 
early on Wednesday, and then shortly before you sent me the New York Times article from Michael Paulson, um, I saw a uh, another New York Times article from Colin Moynihan uh, about an event that was held on the TKTS Red Steps in Times Square on Wednesday. It was done by an organization called NYC Next, which has been doing a ton of pop-up performances across New York City because... You can't advertise things that will draw a crowd now, but it's been filmed and it'll be available shortly. They did a um, recording with Broadway inspirational voices of the song Sunday from Sunday in the Park with George. And it featured about two dozen performers, including Andrew Reynolds, Reynolds, who was in the prom, Carolee Carmelo, Jason Gote, Telly Leung, Norm Lewis, Andrea Burns and... Bernadette Peters. Um, so it's a very cool thing. We will have both the article from the New York Times and um, some behind the scenes footage, uh, like seven, eight minutes of it, actually. Um, so you can see a lot of the performance uh, in the show notes. It's a, a very cool thing. Obviously, anytime you can hear Sunday is, I mean, you get choked up. But when you hear Bernadette Peters singing it, even behind a plexiglass face shield, uh, it's pretty incredible. That sounds awesome. That's a great feel-good recommendation. Oh, I should uh, say that Sarah Jessica Parker hails from the great state of Ohio. Does she? Nelson, I... Nelsonville, Ohio. I don't know Nelsonville. I have no do idea you know? where that is. No, I do not. Nelsonville is a city northwest York Township, Athens County, Ohio. Oh, that's in the hills. It's 60 miles... South of Columbus, yeah. Southeast of Columbus, that's, yeah. That's that's probably very close to where um, Ohio University is. is uh, that, that's where, It's in Athens, Ohio, so that would make sense. Uh, if she's in from Athens County. Her stage debut was in The Sound of Music at the Muni in St. Louis. Oh, wow. Yeah. For some reason, I thought she was from South Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I, when you said that, I went, I went right to it. I was like, yeah, absolutely, totally right. Yeah, well, oh well, whatever. Man. All right, man. Why don't you get us out of here? <laughs> Sun will come out tomorrow. Anyway, thanks for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. And my name is James Marino from BroadwayRadio.com and BroadwayStars.com. Thanks for spending some of your Thursday with us. I, st- I had a little uh, brief uh, text exchange with Ashley. She's doing well. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, uh, I, d- well. I didn't want to call her. You know, no, that seems to be uh, yeah. anti-productive. As well. Yes, exactly. But uh, she was uh, making fun of us for getting Anthony Bourdain I, wrong. I got it. I know. I said it immediately. I yeah. corrected myself. I'm sorry. Anthony Bourdain is like her god, and yeah. I understand that I screwed that up. But I corrected myself immediately. Settle down, Ashley. And Get I call off him, your set or whatever. I call him Tony Bourdain. You know, Tony works too. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> anyway, thank you everybody for listening. Alicia and I will be back to end your week on Friday. But have a wonderful Thursday, and we will talk to you then. just hang up on me or something or did you know what that red button does uh i mean uh, it depends on which red button you're talking about <laughs> the red button in skype <laughs> oh that one yeah, that, uh, ends the call yeah i was like i was like matt you're muted you're muted matt where are you matt i was, I, I was not muted matt you're not muted all right i tried i tried calling back and it uh yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't ring so i thought maybe you lost power or something hmm
All right. All right. So let's go back to... Uh... All right. First up in the news, New York Times says there's not much work for actors. Now the unions are fighting. 